Welcome to Rock Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. want to thank everybody for tuning into the show here today, whether you're doing it on cnjradio.com, home of Rock Strikes 10, also home of the flagship, the Wrestling House Show, as well as the Synaptic Podcast, a true alternative there. Uh, Thank you for tuning in to cnjradio.com, as well as subscribing on iTunes, leaving those reviews for all the shows, never missing a single episode. I really appreciate it, everybody out there. And like I did on the last episode, you knew it was coming. This is part two of the ones who have left us so far of 2013, whether you're a singer, a performer, musician, songwriter, producer. If you had anything to do with enriching our lives with music, I'm going to do what I can to take the time and pay tribute to you in a respectful manner that you deserve. Whether you did or didn't get the attention you deserved when you died, you get it here on Rock Strikes 10. So, kicking off the show here today, you know, I figured it was fitting that since he was coming over today, uh, I would have one of my best friends in the entire world, Logan, going to come on here and, and do this first one here with me. So I'm going to kind of lay this one in, and we'll just go from there. Because I I figured if I didn't have him come on and pay tribute to Clive Burr, that it would be invalid. So here you go. This is a little bit of uh, me and Logan talking some Clive Burr. All right, and at the top of the show here, no less, I never do any punch-ins, but I'm punching this one in because I just finished recording this particular episode. So we're kind of going back in time a little bit. Uh, but figured, I think I just said this actually, but I figured this entry would be invalid if I didn't have you come on and do this with me. This is Logan, <laughs> of course, no stranger to Rock Strikes 10. You hey, hey wait. wait, can 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 I do go, that right? Go ahead. Let's do see. You? All right, what you drinking there? All right, uh, just you know, Bud Budweiser. Okay, all right. We're not sponsored by him, so it's cool. No, nah, it, it doesn't Whatever. matter. Yeah, I don't need to say. But uh, yeah. Uh, Clive Burr. I don't, you know, I, I, I didn't go back this far. I don't know if he was an original drummer in uh, the history of Iron Maiden, but what I do know <laughs> is that he played. I was, I mean, I was going to say if you were going to tell me that what what was just on your screen, I was going to be shocked. Yeah, no, it, you know, what is important is that Clive Burr played on the first three Iron first Maiden three. records. Uh, Iron Maiden, Killers, Number of the Beast, Pivotal Records. Yeah, just new wave of British heavy metal, just heavy metal, like almost like a commercial must-haves. Must yeah, just like must-haves, must-have record. Sadly, uh, we we've known this for at least over a decade. Is that Clyde Burr have been battling multiple sclerosis, yeah. and uh, yeah. very cool the fact that the boys in the band would always go back and do uh, uh, shows in small venues, charge through the roof. Throw all the benefits. Benefits to Clive Aid to help him out. I mean, nothing, nothing like helping out a, a true lad like Clive was. Yeah. Uh, and if you're hardcore Maiden fans, we may not be telling you anything you don't already know. But for the benefit of those that don't, there's a bunch of interesting stuff that deals with Clyde's uh, history with Iron Maiden. Is this the door that you're going to walk through? Uh, a little bit, yeah. Okay. Not just the albums he played on, but... You know, if you're an intermediate fan, you may know that his replacement in the band, right. Nico McBrain, right. was on the road with them. And yeah. I believe he's even the devil in the Number of the Beast video. The guy wearing the yeah, devil I think mask. so. Yeah. I think so. He was, yeah, he was just a roadie guy. Yeah, the drum tech or uh, who knows. I think he was a drum tech. Yeah, that that, that, that sounds right. Yeah. yeah, they always say that to text, like learn the set set list. Right. Yeah, because you never because you never know. Yeah, so. <laughs> Uh, but yes, uh, here's the other funny thing about it, is that before Nico joined Iron Maiden, do you know what band he was playing in? Nico? Yeah. At least one of them. He was in a French band that no. I, I actually have played on the show before called Trust. They uh, most oh. famously been covered a couple of times by like Anthrax. Right, and right, like that. yeah. So a French metal band called Trust. Nico was playing in Trust before okay. he got the gig with Maiden. Okay. When it came time to get a new drummer for Trust, guess who joined the band? No. Clive Burr. No way. Yeah. 
So they just, it was like, trade, not really a trade up, trade down, like a draft or anything like that. They just kind of like. Great like, replacement. Well, maybe so, I mean. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I learned this actually. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. And I learned this little fun fact about a year ago I, on the Talking Metal podcast. I'll give you credit where credit's due. So, hey, Mark, if you listen, uh, there was a sort of a super group that came together after all that, too, once Clive was out of the band. Here, Nate? No. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> Go back to our episode. There you go. Uh, Gog Magog. Are you familiar with that? Gog Magog. No. You're going you're gonna to die when okay, you Okay, I, I got to hear who's in this group. Clive Burr. Clive. Paul Diano. <laughs> what? And Yannick Gers. Before what? he was even in what? Before he was even in with Bruce or Maiden or anything, they had this group called... So Gog it was Magog. like Aluminum Maiden. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I'm sorry, that was horrible. It was horrible. It was horrible. But it was, it was, you know, you have to be here. That was dumb. So, sorry. fun facts about Clive That's Burr. funny. And I knew this two years ago, but I, I thought this was relevant too because I'm a fan of this band. But uh, there was a band that got started around 1987 or 88. And it was a band that was going to be called Desperado. And I was hearing that name in print a lot at the time because it was going to be Dee Snider's new band. Oh. And Clive Burr was the drummer really? in the original lineup of huh. what would later become Widowmaker. I was going to say Widowmaker. Uh, so, yeah, they, they did the demos and they did recording on the record, but the album never came out because of legal reasons. Huh. But because uh, the Eagles owned the name Desperado, I guess maybe I don't know, but I think there was actually more of a D battling the label. Thing. Oh, okay, that would make a little that, bit more that's, sense. That's nothing new. But you never know, Don Henley. Yeah, but yeah, D. Snyder. And that's Clyde weird. Burr, I'd love to hear that. I think the album did see the light of day somewhere on an indie label. A few years so ago, the, so the album was recorded. I though. Think, yeah, I think I, I may be able to dig it up somewhere. It, and it was line. it was at D and then Clive Burr on drums. And, yeah. and any idea who else was in the band or <sighs> is it the, is it worth mentioning at this point? Yeah, put me on the spot here. Okay, I, I, I'm not going to. Okay, yeah, I just found it. Oh, okay. It was uh, Bernie Torme, who actually I think did some work with Ozzy at some point, know. and Mark Russell. Uh, so I would Mark. love to hear that. And But yeah, I think that album Ace that got put out under the Desperado name actually did see the light of day. Hmm. I can never find it anywhere, and it's never on Amazon when I go to look for it, but you know, maybe someday it'll surface here on the show. Huh. But all that being said, Clive Burr's passing was a massive loss for the metal community. Tremendous loss. So I just, uh, you know, what else you got to say about Clive? Man, I, 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 I got to tell you, it was just, I never got to see him live. I knew people that did from from seeing the at least the uh, Number of the Beast tour. And I... I I don't even know now. I mean, it it's just it it's hard. Yeah. Even Bruce, It's hard because there's such they there's there's such a family anyway. Yeah. Even Bruce going on to say when Clive died, he yeah. said he was the best drummer he's ever been with. Yeah. I mean, he's and a he's great like, drummer. No 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 diss on Nico. He said he, no. he said he had more of a classic feel and Nico's a little more schooled, but he just has right. that feel and you can hear it on those albums for yeah. sure. Yeah. So. Uh I know what I want to play, but uh, do you have anything that makes you wow. really think, like, just what great drumming on Clive's part? That you know, it's funny. Whenever whenever he passed away, I remember a lot of people that, uh, kind of on, in, in the Twitter, Facebook world, whatever it was, uh, the social medias, that they were, they were talking about different things that really defined Clive Burr. And the song that I saw pop up quite a bit was Genghis Khan. Wow. And... I went back and listened to it, and it, you know, it's it's got some really really good licks. I I don't know if that's definitive enough, yeah. but it, to me, you know, that that's that's your call. Yeah, well, there's I, a lot there's a lot of a lot of great stuff that you could really go with. You know what I think I'm going to go with, and, and like I said, main fans, you may cry obvious with me. That's not Run to the Hills, even though I mean, the, even the drumming, though that's the drumming on Run to the Hills is ridiculous and amazing. I mean, the gallop in that song. I'll be honest; that was part of the reason why I got into Made. Yeah, was sure. because of that. The, the The first two records were completely under my 11 year old radar. I didn't have friends that were into it, but Run to the Hills, whenever that hit, oh yeah, holy cow! Yeah. I mean that. Dum, 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 yeah. I mean this. There's, signature. There's so much great playing to me when they were talking about the feel. Every time I'm in the car and this comes on, I air drum. Uh-oh. And I don't know if I 
do that consistently with any other songs by them. I may I hit, hit I a do. beat or two, you know, but I do. this is the one where I'm doing all the fills, really geeking out like like some <laughs> like I feel like I feel like a rush nerd in the car, you know, like but when I hear Wrathchild, right. Oh. I just I just cut loose. So I think I'm going to have to do that. That's a great one. That's a great one. And 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 a good uh Good uh, vocal for Paul Diano too. Yeah, yeah. Real good sure. vocal for him. But the, this is all about Clive. Yeah, the band. So is Paul, so, you're gonna have to wait. Yeah, the, the band. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully <laughs> long. Hopefully I hope long I didn't time. Black cloud that one. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I think the band's so tight on this one, and yeah. I think you know it's funny when whenever they did the Flight Six 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 movie, I noticed that they play this song in soundcheck. I'm like, wouldn't you? I never get sick of this song. You no, know, as never. Many times they play it, Mm-mm. I don't think they don't seem to be sick of it. I don't either, get so. I don't get sick of any of their songs. Yeah. None yeah. of them. But especially Rathchild. So here you go. In memory of the late, great Clive Burr, raise your, raise your beers here if you got one. Woo-hoo. This is... Up the irons. Up the iron. This is Rathchild. says it all right there and i'm sure we said it all already so that was iron maiden with wrath child off of the 1982 killers record classic metal album right there you need to pick that one up for sure so moving on here now for something completely different like what happens a lot here on these particular shows march 16th a singer by the name of bobby smith passed away he was one of the lead singers of the spinners or the Detroit Spinners, depending on where you come from. But uh, one of my favorite, favorite R&B soul vocal groups is the Spinners. They are such fun to listen to. They just really had it all, man. I, I even I know I played It's a Shame somewhere here along the line on the show, but uh, I'm going to play one of Bobby's big songs right here. You may know this one, but uh, hey, some of you may not. So let me know if that's the case. There you go. This is the Spinners with I'll Be Around. 
All right, that was for the great Bobby Smith. That was the Spinners with I'll Be Around, one of their bigger hits. That was from 1972. You can find it on the album called The Spinners or any Spinners Best Of worth its weight in anything. So, yeah. All right, the next song here, going to go even way further back. We're talking all the way back to about the mid-50s, 1954 to be exact. Uh, it was a band called The Chords, early doo-wop band, and uh, one of those early crossover singles, which hit big top ten on both the R&B and the pop charts. So I figured it's very apropos, very worthy to be here on the show here tonight. And this is for one of the singers of The Chords, Floyd McRae. He was the second tenor in the group, if you want to get technical about it. You know, one of those groups that made their bones singing in the subway stations, got a record deal with Atlantic. Atlantic Records, one of the one of the great all-time soul labels for America. Uh, they definitely had the golden ear, that's for sure. So here you go for Floyd McRae. This is their big hit from 1954. This is The Chords with Shaboo. Life could be a dream. Life could be a dream. Do, 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 shaboom. Life could be a dream. If I could take you up in paradise up above. If you would tell me I'm the only one that you love. Life could be a dream. Sweetheart, hello, hello again. Shaboom, and open with me again. Boom, ding dong, ding dong, shalang, shalang, shalang. Oh, 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 bip. Life could be a dream If only all my precious plans would come true If you would let me spend my whole life loving you Life could be a dream, sweetheart Every time I look at you Something is on my mind If you do what I want you to Maybe we'd be so fine Shaboom, if I could take you up in paradise up above Shaboom, you know me, darling, I'm the only one that you love Life could be a dream Sweetheart, hello, hello again Shaboom, and hope we meet again Boom, boom, boom Chords with Shaboom, their their big hit from 1954, and Memory of Floyd McRae. Hope you enjoyed that. Hope you like when I bust some of the 50s stuff out, because uh, I'm a big fan of the 50s music. Alright, uh, moving on. On March 24th, a gentleman by the name of Deke Richards passed away. That was his professional name. Uh, Deke Richards was a member of a, kind of a, a collective, if you will, called The Clan. And that's with a C. Uh, now, now, this has got to be one of the hardest jobs ever to be a replacement with in, in, in all of musical history. Basically, Motown a- had these lists of songwriters that they put together, and they brought them in to replace the trio of Holland, Dozier, Holland. And don't know about Holland, Dozier, Holland, go Wikipedia that or something because they wrote all of the great early Motown songs. Any of really great songs. I mean, just vast catalog of stuff. The Clan comes in as the replacements. It sounds so bad, but it's with a C, like I said. And it, it consisted of Deke Richards, Ardeen Taylor, Frank Wilson, and Pam Sawyer. And of course, you know, I'm sure some people had their doubts whether or not they would crank out any hits for, for Motown. Especially, I'm sure, 
the Holland Dozier. Your Holland people were like, yeah, we'll see. But right off the bat, the first song they submitted to Motown was a song called Love Child. And it became a number one song crossover for, of course, Diana Ross and the Supremes. So, in light of that, I'm going to play you this song. This is for Deke Richards. This is his first big number one song by Diana Ross and the Supremes. This, of course, of course, is Love Child. Richards. That was Love Child by Diana Ross and the Supremes from the 1968 album called Love Child. That song was number one for two weeks straight, so that had to feel good. And uh, what a, what a, uh, you know, for that time, that kind of a, you know, song fair. I mean, that was a real gutsy move to go with that song, in my opinion. I mean, that song still has real heavy context to it, so. Alright, next one over here we got, and, uh, like I said, I like to pay tribute to the behind-the-scenes people a lot when I can because I feel that they get overlooked a lot. And I didn't even know this happened until, uh, actually, Logan, who you heard earlier, he uh, told me this the other day, but on March 30th, at age 79, uh, super producer, engineer, and composer Phil Ramone died. And no, he was not one of the Ramones, but uh, <laughs> he actually was a New York native, but... Uh, he actually did live in, in the New York area, but he was born in South Africa. And uh, he's a massive, massive producer, man. I mean, his, you know, his, his list of credits, they literally read a mile long, practically. And, uh, you know, he was involved with some massive records, won multiple awards, you know, won some Grammys and stuff like that. Uh, I think he's honestly most well-known as uh, the producer of all the big Billy Joel records, starting... You know, with the stranger, all the way through to the mid '80s, 
uh, even an innocent man, stuff like that. I mean, those are big records. And uh, reading about Phil's legacy and everything, I didn't know a lot of stuff about him, but he apparently was always on the cutting edge of technology, and he wanted music to sound better. He wanted it to reach a wider audience. He even apparently had a hand in surround sound, getting into movie theater. So every time you see that thing come on the screen, you know, before you watch your movie, know that Phil Ramone had something to do with that. At least that's what I'm finding out here. But, uh, you know, I thought this uh, thought this might be the way to go as far as uh, you know, eulogizing Phil Ramone. Last year, actually, was the 30th anniversary of the compact disc. And uh, I'm sure Phil was very proud of the fact that an album that he produced was the first ever CD produced for mass market. Talking about Billy Joel's 52nd Street. That thing dropped in Japan first. But uh, what a historical moment that was. I don't know if anybody realized how big it was at the time, of course. But of course, you know, huge implications. So uh, it's a good excuse to play this song, kickoff song. So this is the first song that ever got heard on a CD. And uh, I love it. This is a great song. So here's your fun fact for the day. This was the first song ever heard in compact disc format. And one of, uh, probably maybe my favorite song by Billy Joel. So here you go. This is Big Shot. Turn it up.
All right, that was Big Shot off of the album 52nd Street by Billy Joel, produced by the now late great Phil Ramone. You will be missed, and music is a better place because of you. Can music be a place? It's a state of mind. It's a little bit of everything. So, all right, let's move on before I get way too metaphysical. Uh, the next person I'm going to talk about here, and it sucks because I just recently, very recently, got into the band this guy is from. And uh, that's actually thanks to uh, Michael Butler of the Rock and Roll Geek Show. Regardless of whether he listens or not, and what he thinks about me now, uh, he was a major influence on me and, and this show in general. So I, I thank him, regardless. But, uh, you know, he got me into a lot of good bands. Uh, some bands that were just very under the radar that I didn't know about. Some bands that never got out of the, the place that they came from, very sadly. But a band called The Angels. I am definitely in, in, in depth for uh, having heard about this band for sure. Great, great rock and roll band. Uh, should be way bigger than they are. Uh, so that The Angels over in Australia. Over here, because of legal reasons and other bands and confusion and whatnot... If you're going to search for them at all, when you go look them up on iTunes or Amazon or stuff like that, you're more likely to find them under Angel City or the Angels from Angel City. But try all those different combinations and do what you can to pick up pretty much everything by this band. So I'm going to go with one of the first songs I heard by them, and apparently one of their first big songs from 1978. And this is because they're having a rough year, man, because Chris Bailey who was their bass player, uh, has, you know, he got diagnosed with uh, a bad bill of cancer, and that pretty much did him in. He died on April 4th, and uh, the lead singer who appears on the song I'm going to play for as well, Doc Neeson, not doing well either. He's got uh, a bad deal of cancer going on too. I, I hope he makes it. My big hope is to not have to talk about the Angels the next time I do one of these shows. But uh, regardless, you should check them out. And like I said, this is one of the first ever songs by them off their 1978 record called Face to Face. This thing, if you never heard it, turn this one up, hit the gas on the car, because this one's a barn burner. It's great. So here you go. This is The Angels with Take a Long Line.
there you go. For Chris Bailey, that was The Angels with Take a Long Line. And I mentioned Doc Neeson also before I played that track. I found out that Chris Bailey actually replaced Doc Neeson as uh, basically on bass in order for Doc to, I guess, concentrate more as a front man and stuff like that. So uh, both guys, bass players, and just what a great band. And uh, Chris was there more often than not with the band. I mean, he was there, one of the original guys, basically. And he was on again, off again, but he came back to the band in the 2000s and uh, remained as a member of that band until the day he died. So, very sad. But uh, rest in peace there, Chris Bailey. Uh, I am, I've am i only just begun to discover the greatness of you. So, you're going to be around a while for me. So, alright. Going on to the next track here. Like I mentioned earlier with Phil Ramone, uh, one of all-time great like rock and hard rock producers died. Uh, back on April 7th, a man by the name of Andy Johns, his, uh, you know, his obituary will always read, you know, Led Zeppelin 4 and the Stones Exile of Main Street. All you gotta do is go look him up and you'll see tons of albums, bands like Humble Pie and Free, all the way up to Van Halen, Chickenfoot, L.A. Guns, stuff like that. A lot of stuff that I grew up on, the stuff that I'm a real big fan of. So he has a, he has a great ear, and did a lot of cool things. Whether he was an engineer or a producer, he did very stellar work. Yeah, and even and for my friends on the other side of the fence, he produced Marquee Moon by Television. So that that's got to go a long way with you, right? So, yeah, the same guy that produced For Unlawful Carnal Knowledge by Van Halen also produced Television's Marquee Moon. Yeah, so he matters regardless of where you hang your hat. Uh, but when I was looking up Andy Johns after he died, and uh, you know, I I don't think I ever really saw too many pictures of him. Or at least I I don't think I ever had. So I looked him up, and I was like, that guy looks familiar. And then I was like, I've seen him before. And you know, I kept digging around, like where have I seen him? And I lo- looking up his discography, and I was like, oh yeah, he produced Night Songs by Cinderella. Why do I know that? Because in the video for Somebody Save Me. He's playing the producer in the video. So they're doing like that true to life session where they, okay guys, let's do another take. Because it's it's almost there, but it's not quite there yet. And so he's in that video, and that's the first time I ever saw him. So that's, you know, there you go. I feel, and then this is my favorite song by the band anyway. So I, I think this is the best possible way that I can eulogize the late, great Andy Johns. So here you go. Yeah, you'd think think I was going to play something off of Exile, right? But no, we're doing this. This is Cinderella with Somebody Save Me. Check it out.
right, that was Somebody Save Me by Cinderella off of the 1986 record called Night Songs. And if you want to go see Andy Johns in action, go YouTube that video and you will see Andy Johns at the beginning and end of it. So that's what I wanted to do for him. Big, big, big deal for me. So, you know, just just earlier I did uh, Chris Bailey of the Angels and uh, bass player for the Angels. And we've got two more bass players coming up here, which is just like not not a good year for bass players so far. Uh, but uh, talking about Deftones, of course, uh, Chi Chang was the original bass player for the Deftones and been there, you know, since day one, basically. And, you know, I, I actually am a Deftones fan. I resisted them on and off here and there, but I like more of their records than I don't. I only think they have a couple of records that are just okay, but for the most part, I really do enjoy their records, and they're very re-listenable, great atmospheric metal kind of band, you know, just a lot of new wave ambiance to them, and all those kind of buzzwords I could use. Uh, so, you know, obviously the Chi thing really sucks, and the thing that's even worse about it, you probably all know this by now, since he's passed on, I knew this back then, and pretty much only anybody really that are big fans or in the metal community knew about this at all, but five years ago he was in a car accident and he's been in a coma ever since. So basically just laid dormant in his coma for five years and uh, finally passed on. So, you know, uh, you know, the whole cliche, at least he's not in any more kind of pain. And, uh, you know, it's just a, just a bummer. Just really sucks. Uh, so I guess I'm a fan of the guy. And it's weird because one of the first things I thought of, like, you know, I always try to find, especially if they're, you know, kind of a little more in the background or something, like something you could really hear them on or a good performance by them, but uh, I thought this was really cool, and maybe if you're not such a big fan of the Deftones, you'll still enjoy this, but they really do some of the best cover songs ever, and uh, bonus, you can really hear Chi on the mix on, on this song especially, so here you go, off of the B-Sides and Rarities album, it's the Deftones with their version of Sade's. No Ordinary Love. Take it away. You took my love 
Alright, that was for Chi, bass player of the Deftones, rest in peace. That was No Ordinary Love by the Deftones off of the B-Sides and Rarities album. Go check that out. That's, you know, if you're not such a big fan, you actually might like that release a lot. Because there's a ton of covers on there and some of their more well-known songs as well. Alternate mixes and stuff like that. Uh, we got a couple more to go here before the show's over. We have to do another bass player. Uh, about a week after that on April 18th, Cordell Mawson died. He was uh, one of the really original members of Parliament, Parliament Funkadelic. Uh, he's on those, you know, those first few records and actually was in the band, even though, you know, of course, Bootsy Collins is going to be always the most popular bass player for P-Funk. But uh, Cordell was there even when Bootsy was there and worked on the records, played on the records, and in some cases wrote songs on the records. This is an example of that. This is from uh, one of their great albums, Up for the Downstroke, from 1974. A song co-written by Bootsy, George Clinton, Bernie Worrell, and Cordell Mawson. This is I Can Move You If You Let Me. Makes you feel so good. Yes. How can you be in a bad mood listening to Parliament? I, I ask you. But uh, uh, there you go. Like I'm trying to bring something upbeat and positive on an otherwise downer of a show. But that was Parliament with I Can Move You If You Let Me. That was from 1974. That's a great record. If you don't have it, go pick it up. And pretty much any Parliament album from the 70s or any Funkadelic or George Clinton, what have you. Uh, Cordell actually also was the bass player that did appear in PCU with the P-Funk, and that's big for me, because I, I freaking love that movie. And he throws down some great bass on there, so... Uh, I failed to mention this earlier, too, so I'm glad I mentioned movies, but when I was talking about Deke Richards, Deke Richards appeared in the horrible 60s movie called Ega, and... You only know that movie if you're a fan of Mystery Science Theater 3000. So if 
If you just popped for me saying that, please send me an email and let me know. So, all right. Uh, fun stuff. Movie talk. Uh, going on to the last one here. This, uh, you know, I don't know. All these, all these deaths really, really harsh. Um, you know, I don't want to try to just single one out and pick one. As far as, you know, what really hurt me more than any of the other ones. I think uh, definitely Clive Burr might be the, the highest up there. But I, I think Tide actually is going to be this last one here, closing out. Uh, Chrissy Amphlett, lead singer of the Divinals. Uh, wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm so tempted to tell this story, but, you know, screw it. I'm going to go ahead and tell the story because uh, why not? Uh, just talking about movies earlier. If you, if you, if you're like me and you're a big fan of the movie, that thing you do, there's a scene where, uh, Steve Zahn goes up to this, uh, fictitious female singer named Diane Day and he flips out right in front of her. He goes, Oh, I had my first, um, boy girl thing with, with, with you. And she just kind of awkwardly like, oh, okay, you know, and she kind of walks away. Of course, who isn't going to be a little freaked out by that? But it's so funny and random, and it's almost kind of sweet in a way. Because, you know, especially, I don't know if you're, I, I can't relate to being a girl, of course, I don't know if you feel the same way, but I think if you're a guy, you remember those things. You know, without getting too crass, right? But, you know, whatever, I can get as crass as I want on my show, but uh, let's just say Whenever the Divinals really hit in the States, back in, like, 91 or so, I was, uh, 12 years old. Do I really need to continue on? You know what I'm talking about. So, yeah, uh, this one hit me hard. Christy Amphlett. And, you know, everybody knows the Divinals because of I Touch Myself. And, hey, still a great song. I think it's still a great song. Off of a great album, great video. Of course, the video, which I referenced earlier. Uh, I told that story, by the way, to Nola, verbatim, pretty much, and she actually thought it was funny, so uh, she's almost kind of my barometer for what's funny for this show. All right, but besides all that, I really, over the last few years, actually did get to know other Divinals material besides, you know, the one that was big over here, the self-titled album. They put out some amazing stuff in the 80s, and I think... You know, just like the Angels, they're just one of those Australian bands that didn't break huge over here. And, uh, I mean, at least they got further than the Angels did, but uh, this is a band definitely well worth exploring. If you're a fan, uh, you know, if you're a fan, especially that cool, like, 80s new wave, like that cool, tough girl 80s new wave, like, it's almost like a harder-edged missing persons, but just, just a great rock and roll band. They sound so cool, man. And uh, I wanted to play this song because I, I feel like it really helps uh, open up that door a little bit if you've never gone through it. So I want you to check this out. I think Chrissy would want it that way. Man, I'm going to miss her. She seemed like the sweetest lady every time I heard her in interviews, on uh, podcasts, or, you know, just in print. She just came off like a class act. So, you know, despite the whole, you know, shitty dude thing, yes, very hot. And, uh... Aged very well and all that good stuff. Uh, she will be very missed. And, uh, you know, I respect her as an artist and a performer. She was amazing. So here you go. For Chrissy, this is the Divinals with Boys in Town.
The Divinals with Boys in Town. That originally appeared on a soundtrack in 1982 called Monkey Grip. It was an Australian movie. And so that that was their first real single that they released anywhere. Later on, it did get released on the international version of their album, Desperate, from 1983. So, like I said, you need to go check out that band. If you still need to dip your toe just a little bit outwards, then you need to at least get like the Essential Divinals. It has that track on there, as well as a lot of their really big Australian singles from the 80s. Really cool, underrated band. So, please go check them out. You know, sometimes there just really is no justice in this world where someone like that can get breast cancer and multiple sclerosis. It's just, it just really sucks. And, uh, you know, life's not always fair, man. And that's proof positive. But, man, I'm sorry. I I really try to stay positive when I do these shows, but uh, it's tough, man. You know, but I just, I want to, I want to send these people out properly, do the right thing, be respectful. And at the end of the day, I like everything that I play on these shows. So it, it hurts me extra hard. So I hope you enjoy the shows regardless. Let me know what you think. If you go to cnjradio.com, uh, you'll see the link there to the personal email, joey at cnjradio.com, as well as the links to the Facebook, the Twitter, and most importantly, the iTunes feed. Share that with your friends and like-minded people tell them about Rock Strikes 10. I would really appreciate it. And leave a review on iTunes uh, for my show as well as all the other shows on cnjradio.com. Really, really appreciate it. So I'll see you on the next one. Have fun. For Boston, for Boston, for Chicago.